Hey guys, just a heads up, this is a not safe for work podcast, so keep it in your pants until you won't get busted. <laughs> Orgasmic Terrorist, a podcast about acceptance around becoming authentic within our sexual exploration. Orgasmic Terrorist. Welcome to Orgasmic Terrace. Sarah and Jenna's here. Hi, guys. Well, here's our next episode. We had a really fun episode about sex clubs, so we thought we'd do a little bit of teaching in this one. So I want to share a story with you, Jenna. There's something that's been on my heart lately. I have trauma around my anus. Around your butthole, huh? My butthole. I do not like somebody touching my butthole. Not at all? At first, I mean, now I'm getting comfortable because I've been doing some techniques and we'll definitely share those because I've, I'm excited to hear more. Learn. <laughs> My live-in lover, he was really wanting to have anal sex with me and he was pretty girthy, but not long. Okay. Problem was that he didn't use anything but maybe spit Oh, and then pressure. Pressure's not bad. But he did anal, at least for anal for me. lubrication is an absolute must. Obviously, guys on the thinner side of the cock is always much easier and probably yes. preferable to those of us that enjoy anal. So, yeah, girth and non lube can be problematic for sure. But what was the trauma for you? What happened? He he would push against it and it hurt. It would hurt so bad. And then he would tell me to relax. And he just kept telling me, relax. And then he would push a little harder. And then of course I would just, I'm like, just get it over with. And I would bite yeah. the pillow and let him just get past that second I mean, plug. Yeah. And now it just still cringe thinking about it. I mean, my whole body right now is tense and I can ah. just feel the pressure. A few times I've had anal sex since has been with the smaller size penis or a couple of fingers, but I still keep thinking about that trauma regarding the pain. Even when you touch it, I flinch. I'm like, oh my God, he's going to hurt again. Yeah. So I'm going to take it that from what you said, like the trauma came from the fact that you didn't want it, I'm thinking, and you didn't say anything. You just wanted to fuck through it and get it done to please your partner. Right. Which definitely leaves a mark. And then anal is a long game. Anal is an 18 hole course. (laughs) Not a part three. <laughs> it is it is more mental than anything. And you mm-hmm. have so many nerve endings in your asshole, right? Huh. You have to really, really want to be having anal to give that of yourself, A. And B, sometimes it doesn't matter how bad you want to get fucked in the ass. Your ass is like, absolutely not. No, thank you. <laughs> so... Best intentions don't really matter, finger, dick, or other. Every person that has ever had an anal experience has probably most likely suffered something like this, some sort of traumatic thing around anal, right? Because so the person that's giving is the dominant partner to the person that's receiving, which would be your submissive partner in this case. Right. And it's quite literally that every time. When you get in there and it's naughty and it's everybody wants to try it, but nobody understands what it actually takes to have successful, good, orgasmic anal because it's not a conversation, right? right? It's always, God, this one time I accidentally had like a slip and Jesus, it feels like my asshole was turned inside out and sold for scrap. (laughs) 
Or it was like, I tried really hard and I really wanted it, but I couldn't fucking make it happen. Or I don't want it and it was done to me. Or I'm pleasing my partner. And none of that is conducive to having great anal sex, good anal sex at that. Right. So really, it's the long game. And I'm going to start with the mental. So you were mentally in the space of just get it over with. Well, what happens is that you bear down, you clench. And so... The one thing that you're meant to do for anal that you need to do to have successful anal is to relax. Right. But that immediate clenching is what causes the tearing sometimes. I mean, girth can do that stuff too, but the physical harm, the uncomfortable, the owie, the not good part of anal. And that's what most people do because they just think that it's like a vagina or a mouth where it's just get it done. But that's not the case. Now you can do training, anal training, like any other sex act that accommodates your body and allows you to get into the mood for this specific act faster. Mm -hmm. That's not the general population. The general population is maybe it happens once in like maybe 10 years for some people. Like I'm just really in the mood to have anal put it in. Well, because you're really in the mood and you're asking for it, your body's going to receive it a lot better than, hey, babe, I want to fuck you in the ass. And us going, okay, because we're people pleasing. So I think anal is probably the one thing that most people are comfortable having boundaries around because it is kind of that naughty, dirty thing. So that's a good thing. But anal can, like, I've had orgasms that are my top five. Really? Because I've been anal. Yeah. I don't know if it's because I can't get over the taboo of it or the dirtiness of it. I get stuck in my head. Did you hear what you just said? Yeah, I get stuck. Mentally, you're stuck. So your body is going to feel all that and it's not going to relax. You literally have to submit to have successful anal. And that means you're in the mood. You want it to happen to you. And even if you do all that, sometimes your asshole is still like, (laughs) no, not happening. (laughs) You have to really want to have anal and you have to have a partner that you trust for the long game. Right, right. The porns that you see, they have fluffers that have been fluffing them for however long that they need to get into that mood. There wow. are people, sure, that can just take a dick in the ass. And I applaud you. <laughs> but for the masses, that is not the case. Anal is not something that's on the normal repertoire. It's always like a birthday anniversary, something present, whatever Christmas. So, you know, that's the first part is the mental. So you want to be in the mood. You want to have the conversation before of, look, I'm willing to try this, right? But you want to be really aroused and really relaxed. Okay. So we listened to this podcast and the asshole is the universal sex orifice, right? Because everybody's got one. Everyone has a pelvic floor. Even men have a pelvic floor. It's just through their asshole. Ours is through our vagina and our asshole. Okay. So the first part of that is going to be you want to be in a comfortable spot. We're talking how do you get in the mood? What turns you on the most? Are you and your lover foreplaying with dialogue? Do you have stimulus on your clit? Are you playing with a toy? Are you playing with your fingers, is your partner playing with you and talking dirty? You need to set the mood for this because we really need to get in that calm, submissive mental state of relaxation for our body, right? Okay. I've always found personally for me, anal goes easiest if I've already had an orgasm. Oh, Because I've yeah. already, everything's softened. I'm wet. You turned <laughs> definitely on. definitely in the mood. I've just come. Right. And then lubricant. And I would really suggest the silicone-based 
over water base for this, but I do have water base and I prefer it, but you could go through a half a bottle of a $22 lube for one session, but it's wow. necessary. I've definitely heard Uber lube is really good. I use a brand called Pure, which is P-U with the two dots over it and the R, and they actually make one specifically for anal that I really appreciate. Comes in a black bottle. You can get them on Amazon. You can get them at any porn store. Whatever that is, you need to have that on hand and available, and it needs to be used as expeditiously as you ask for it or just as is noticed. Uh-huh. The other important part is having a partner that you trust that would not be frustrated or pressuring to you if you guys did all the stuff and come to find out 35 minutes in, it's just not going to happen. Right. You don't right. want to feel like the asshole because your asshole's an asshole, right? That's not nice. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> and no. if you look at it this way, if you have a partner that's willing to do the long game of anal with you, huh? And you can build trust there. You're going to be more likely to try stuff with you after anal. Anal's pretty big. And if you can successfully do that and I trust you the whole entire way through, Mm -hmm. I'm going to let you do other shit to me. Just going to say that. I feel like everybody's kind of on the same page there. Trust builds better sex relationships. Right. Right. No. Yeah. You're literally having to let your guard down because you got to relax the muscles, right? It's submitting. It is absolutely submitting. (laughs) In totality of this is what's happening. Here's another thing too that's really different or difficult for me to have anal at times. We've discussed the different types of sex, right? There's the people connection where you stare in each other's eyes. There's the trans person, which is me, which I just roll back into my head and I'm in another dimension. And then there's role play. Anal can be really hard for me because Uh I am a trans out person and anal is something that you really want to stay present for that you need to stay present for because you need to be able to advocate for yourself to your partner. Also, I would not ever recommend any sort of numbing agent. You need to be able to feel what's going on. Your partner needs to be able to feel what's going on. So gloves are one thing. What about douchebags? So you're talking, you want to go all the way. Okay. Well, no, I'm just curious because I've done it and it's, it, to me, alleviated that one part about being dirty. Right. Right, because right. anal can be a shitty situation for sure. <laughs> but it's really, it you know, it's, it shit happens in anal, no matter how good you prep. I have a little enema, it's all, that I fill with water and it has a little nozzle and I stick it up there. It's like a douche, I guess you could say. You want to do that about two hours to an hour before okay. because it's, you're going to get up there and whatever's in that short canal is going to be flushed out, but you're still going to have liquid in there. So leakage could still be a thing. Right. It could become not a shitty situation, but a watered down version of that could still right. be. And probably, quite honestly, probably will happen. That's the other part of talking to your partner and trusting your partner. Your partner needs to be like, what is the best things that I can do so that I can take you out of manager mode? Because if you're in manager mode going, is there shit on his cock? Is there shit on the toy? Is there shit on the bed? You're not going to be in that subspace. So let's talk about, you can buy little pads, like incontinence pads that you could put down. You could put down a towel, a dark towel, so you don't see anything. You could have a wet washcloth by the bed that can be used intermittently. All of these things matter. And so you need to have those conversations with your partner so that they can show up ready to go and take you out of all of that management mode. I love how you put it that it's a mind game. 
that it, it really it yeah. comes down to the mind game and getting in the right space and kind of making it sexier than, you know, in your head too, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, I'm not kidding when I say it's more of a mental game than a physical game. And why that is, is just the sheer need to relax. If you have to, you know, let's be gross for a second. If you really have to take a shit and you're like super stressed out and you're bearing down, like that's not going to go well for you or your body, right? Right. You want to relax and be able to breathe and calm yourself down. Let's take some of the pain out with some breathing. You don't want it to be that mental state of, I'm getting it done. <laughs> no, that's not how you shit. Nobody, I'm sure dudes do it every once in a while. We're like, fuck yeah. But no, that's not the state you're going to be in. You really right. need to accept and understand that poop is a part of the game. It doesn't matter how good you prepare. I haven't eaten for six hours. I've done my freaking enema four hours in advance, but it's your intestines. There's poop in them. That's the whole name of the game. It's the exit only. Right. <laughs> and then there's that other thing where p- most people don't understand that you have two rings to your sphincter. You know two. That? Explain yes. that. Yes. So you have your outside one, your little balloon knot pucker that you can touch with your finger and see with a mirror. And then you have your inner one on top of that that actually okay. is the clothes off that keeps your poop where it needs to be until you're ready for it to come out. And those are definitely functioning as a one-way type of unit, right? So that's why we have to get really relaxed and really just calm so that our body doesn't do that whole clenching thing because <laughs> the clenching is bad. One way to avoid that is it's kind of counterintuitive. If you are in the moment of a penis entering your anus, you would rather push out like you're trying to poop instead of clench. Really? Okay. Yes. Think about it. When you're pushing out, when you're going to the bathroom, you're opening that hole and putting things in that direction, right? That's what happens when you are trying to go to the bathroom. So same principle, only reverse engineered, when you are trying to have a finger, a toy, a penis, a fist, or whatever going into your booty, if you come to that moment, you would want to bear down like you were trying to defecate because it opens your sphincters. So it allows right. the whatever accoutrement is going to go in there to have easier access to okay. that. Okay. So we've talked, let's see, we've said lube, uh, mindset, lube. foreplay. If you want candles, if you want your partner to talk dirty to you, if you want soft, gentle words, if you want music, if you want like whatever, have the conversation a couple of days prior. Right. Let's not have it. You can have it for sure. I want anybody to advocate for what they want immediately. But also, if you're thinking about doing this and you're kind of new to it or you are new to it, have the conversations a couple of days before. So it's not like this business conversation and then like sex. You want it to be sexy <laughs> and in the moment. Right. So try and think about that type of thing. Maybe run the movie reel in your head, whatever your spank bank is. You really want to be horny. You really want to be in the mood. You really want to be. Just like gone. The, the few times that I actually had a finger or two in there playing and that I was able to get past the trauma, they would actually stimulate my clit. And that was absolutely sexy. I definitely yeah. had clit orgasms and vaginal orgasms while the finger was in there. But it, you're right. It took a little bit of talking. I love the pushing out theory, though. I mean, that I'm going to definitely have to try. 
<laughs> well, yeah. And I mean, that works for whatever's attempting to go in that direction right. is just right. if you're, if you get a moment where it's, I got through the first one, which is very easy to do, but there's that second one and he's a son of a bitch, right? <laughs> That's his job is to keep that closed. <laughs> so <laughs> if you have that moment, try and remember to exhale, inhale, exhale, do some breath work and bear down and it will open that sphincter and make it an, an easier passage. Okay. So, but we're not even there yet. This is a little bit down the line. So you really, okay. your partner really needs to, again, have your best interest and the understanding of we're going to try it, but I am leaving this up to the party that is taking it to tell me whether we are going to continue or whether we are aborting mission, right? Right. First want to Again, so there's the get in the mood part. So maybe you're giving her oral while you're down there. You want to get the lube already going. So the technique that I use is two flat thumbs, like you're Uh giving a fingerprint, right? So you've got your two flat thumbs. We're all lubed up down there. And you just kind of want to like circularly massage the anus all the way around while your partner's stimulating themselves, while you're talking dirty, while you're maybe eating them out, while you're nipping at their thighs, or that is intoxicating and enticing to them and a turn on, that's what we're going to start with is just some nice pressurized circular motion massaging. Okay. And we're going we're gonna to stay there for a while. You can actually see your outer sphincter loosen. So that's what you're going right. to look for. It's going to go from that little tight balloon and you're going to see when your partner relaxes, it'll actually kind of just pucker out a little bit. Have you ever oh. seen your butthole do that? Have no. you ever looked down there with a, we've talked about this. No. People get in touch with your bodies. We need to look at mirrors and we need to understand <laughs> what's going on there. That's going to help you more than anything. I'm going to be Videos. I've had videos okay. down there so that I can at least look at the vagina, but I have not okay. had my asshole. Well, if you're a partner and you are going to, I don't know give somebody anal, Sarah, you're going to want to pay attention. You're going to see that sphincter relax. So you're doing great. Okay. It just, it softens and you know what it looks like. You know what it feels like when your butthole softens. So you're going to know what it looks like as a partner. Right. So this is not permission for you to stick anything in there. The whole time we're doing this and we're letting our partner arouse themselves or we're taking party and arousing them, we're checking in. How does this feel? Is this enjoyable? And not rapid fire. Let's just keep that massaging going. I, I could be massaged and relaxed for 30 minutes. It would make me so happy. The more you do, the more relaxed I get. So it doesn't matter right. to me. But you're going to want to check in with your partner. You're going to want to be cautious of the lube. And then we can start with more direct pressure to the actual center of your anus or even on the side. I like to take my thumbs and I like to actually press in on the anus. I'm not trying to penetrate it. I'm just plating a more firm, consistent pressure instead of the massaging going around. I'm firmly pressing the outside. Okay. So it's a different sensation. We're seeing if that anus is in that relaxed state by touching, and it's still your partner's getting used to different types of pressure. Okay. Pressure for anal is great. The in and out of anal is not necessary. So... A lot of people have bad experiences with anal because dudes just want to pound or people just want to pound or there's the in and out thing. There are times, trust me, and I'll (laughs) let you know if you're my partner, fuck the shit out of me. And then I expect in and out. But for me, it's more of a getting that penis all the way in and then me pushing back and just having stable with the pressure, right? Which is also why people can take bigger, larger things in their ass. Because you really? don't have, well, like your vagina, men don't have vaginas. 
but they have an asshole. So in our vagina, our cervix is that thing that the penis or the toy or whatever bumps into that can cause a shit ton of pleasure because it's got all of those nerves in it. Well, now you take me that I don't have a cervix and they had to stitch me up and I just have this knot of scar tissue. I still have sensation, but it's different now. Okay. So your asshole has no cervix and it just goes forever, right? doesn't have an end to it. That's why we're going to talk about toys and the safety of toys and why we have strings and tethers and stuff on toys or ends that keep toys from going all the way up because then we're talking emergency room and a hell of a conversation with whoever. (laughs) And we don't need to do all that. I mean, my suggestion is for anybody that's serious about anal is do this several times so that you, you can trust your partner. They can trust you. What you ask for they will only do. I wouldn't even necessarily go into a first-time anal situation with the expectation of getting there. Sometimes you can do all that. And again, it's just not going to happen. So trust is super huge because if you have trust in your partner and you're in that relaxed mental state, you're not having to manage of, oh my God, he's not going to stop or they're not going to stop. If you say no, no means no. So it's nice to have that pattern trust with a partner. Uh Uh-huh. If everything is fine and your partner is checking in with you, and I highly recommend having an orgasm or several on the way to anal because all it does is just continue to relax you and get you in a higher mood because you really want to be really fucking horny for this. I would take your knuckle. If you're going to curl your finger and you have a half a nub finger, there you go. You're going to take that knuckle and you're going to put that. Uh Yeah. You're going to put that against the anus and you're going to apply pressure and just noodle around there. And again, with lube, always lube. Lube is so important. We don't do shit dry unless that's your kink and you want to be torn and all this stuff. No, we're lubing up. I also don't want somebody to just fucking Jim carry it and do a whole bottle of lube all over their body. It's not necessary. It's very area specific. So just pay attention. Your partner will be able to feel. And this is why I say use your hands instead until you're more advanced is because they can also feel your little bubble likes to kiss sometimes when it gets excited <laughs> and relaxed. So it's really good for them to be have skin on skin contact so they okay. get the understanding of what is happening in your body. It's more controllable. Okay. Um, so we're going to put pressure with that knuckle right on your little balloon, not there. And we're just going to keep going. And then the most important part as a partner is checking in. Does this feel good? Would you like more? Just checking in and seeing where they're at and seeing right. if they're ready to go on to the next step. Okay. So next step, if we have gotten through to this point and partner's still willing and ready and you're still willing and ready, it's going to be penetration, right? And the amount of time that it takes you to get from the beginning to penetration is entirely up to you. There is no five minutes, no three minutes. There should be no pressure. You are ready when you are ready. Your body will tell you. You will feel relaxed. It will tell you. Women, (laughs) if you're doing this to men, and you have fingernails, we're going to want to talk about gloves at this point. And gloves with a cotton ball at the end of the tip. Because then your nails go into the cotton ball, into the gloves, and it's soft. Your nail's not going to rip through and tear them on the inside. It's not going to rip your gloves, and then you're going to get stuff under your nails if that's what you're worried about. So we're going to talk about cotton balls at the end of gloves, hand in glove, and we're going to do one finger. One finger only. One finger. And we're going to go very slow. 
So that one finger is going to be gently and slowly inserted. And I, for me, I kind of like them to do like a ring around the rosy with their finger, a circular really? motion, just real gentle. That's for me. We could also just put it in and hold, right? Okay. So we're still, if we're just putting in barely our fingertip and we're just holding it right at that sphincter, maybe they need to take a breath. Breath work is very big too. Take some deep calming breaths as this is happening. You don't want to clench. That's that whole thing. So if your partner feels you clench down, they need to pause. We are not right. continuing with a forward motion if that clench is happening. Again, unless the partners, I do this on purpose and I like the clench, right? Lots of right. communication. Right. You're still touching your partner. You're still making it sexy. Maybe you're flicking their clit with your other finger. Maybe you're stroking their cock with your other hand, like your mouth's on it, like whatever that is. So we're going to check in. See if they're ready for us to push in further and we're going to okay. do it again. So we're going to do, I would say like half inches and then stop. We're going to hold okay. that pressure there. We're going to build up that anticipation and that feeling. You've got to remember where our G-spots are. So pressure in that direction is really nice. If we go in through the anus, our hand's going to be palm up and our finger's going to go in. Our G-spot is up, Right. So we're going to, you can kind of push, you can stretch out like northeast, southwest. We just want to do that movement to get the anus used to this presence in it. And all the while, we're still okay. making sure our lover's into it and they're having a good time. So you just keep doing that until you, you either stop because your partner needs a break. Again, little half inches as you go. So we're not okay. trying to just force in and go really fast. We're doing a little bit. We're holding pressure. We're doing circular motions to stretch out that sphincter muscle. Okay. So a lot of people have pain and discomfort when we do this in, out, in, out, because it tears the skin. It pulls the skin. It is making the sphincter do in and out when it's really only used to the out part. So you okay. want to have that firm pressure in again, unless your partner says, I like that. We're going to work more with pressure than with motion with the anus. So that's really how you're going to start that journey with okay. anything, whether it's a dick, whether it's your finger, whether it's a toy, that's the main thing. You want to really get in the mood. You want to be massaged. You want to have your body soften. You want to have this slow insertion. You want to have the pressure. You want to know that you trust your partner, right? I think that's okay. important. Do you have any questions at this point? No, I'm learning a lot. So it's a little pressure, a lot of lube. You, if it starts to feel dry, put a lot of lube. And then you're pushing to the up. Pushing to the up. Pushing, pushing towards up. their belly button. Right. Oh, belly How about button. that? That's right. Okay. Not towards the spine, towards the belly button. And right. not consistently. We're going to do that and we're going to we're gonna like pulse. And that's what I'm saying is like when we do that up, down, side, side, you're loosening that sphincter. It's becoming used to this sensation. So okay. it's not going to immediately go and clench up and hurt. Although that does happen too sometimes. <laughs> so that would be how I would say to start your anal journey. All right. Not with toys, not with a penis. Finger. Definitely with fingers so that okay. your partner can get used to your body. You can get used to your partner. The trust is building and it makes it a, like a lot easier. So when you move to a penis, I have always found for me that anal in the beginning was easier if I was writing him because that way I'm in control. Okay. 
So all of this stuff, if we're going now into penetration, like bigger penetration than a finger, again, it's pressure. So, you know, most people when they're, they think that anal is like doggy style. Well, then it's that jackhammer and that in and out. And that's not really conducive for most people that I know to have a good anal experience. So my advice, all of the things that we talked about before. So there's already the foreplay. We're in the mood. I've been massaged out. There's probably already been a finger in my ass or a very small butt plug. Because if you can leave a butt plug in there for a while, that also helps you relax around your sphincter as well. Um, I like to get on top like I'm riding, whether that's reverse cowgirl or facing forward. I don't really care. It's just the fact that I'm in control. So it's going to be the same process. of, And that gives you you that natural, if they have a, if they're curved a little bit, it helps give you, it's pushing toward back towards your G spot, right? Well, I would assume so, but I mean, you're filling your cavity generally bigger than anything that is normally filled with, right? right? So again, it's more pressure than pressure for pressure sake, not like a directional pressure when you're dealing with a penis. Because you can't okay. be like, not all penises are like that. Like some people are hooked to the left. Some people are hooked to the right. Some people point down. Some people curve towards their belly. So I don't, you can't compete with that when it's a, when it's a natural penis, right? Okay. If you're talking toys, then a toy is going to be pretty hard and generally in one, one fashion or whatever. All right. But I like to do the same thing where I'm super lubed and I'll probably rub my own asshole right before I have the cock head go into my ass. That gentle, at my leisure, where I am basically on my knees, sitting up over him, and then gently lowering myself down onto the cock, I can stop because he's got a penis. He's feeling penis sensations. I'm feeling asshole sensations. Okay. So two totally different things. Also, what people need to understand is the difference of sensation for a penis bearer. Uh Uh-huh. Think of a vagina and your vagina has muscles from top to bottom, right? So your vagina muscles are like a baguette. The entirety of the baguette is muscles, right? You can clench it. You can squeeze it. You can push out on it. You can do all those things. Your butthole is like a bagel. So all the muscles are in that little tiny inside in the bagel and past that, it's kind of like the abyss. Okay. So their cock is only receiving the squeezing sensation through your sphincter. The head and the shaft that gets past that is just basically in a warm embrace. Okay. There's no way for us to make that any different. Your asshole's your asshole. Your vagina, your vaginal canal is that's different. They're built differently. So men out there, if you think it's going to be the same, I want you to know it's not going to be the same. Tends to be why the naughtiness of it helps with the mind game part of it for both partners, right? Right. So I like to lower down and then I will fully sit on my partner and then I just kind of rock back and forth and grind on it because it keeps that antagonist insertion, the in motion at a minimal. You're using the pressure so you're filled. So that's good. And then you're rocking back and forth. So all of that kind of stays in that same area and it's focused. When I'm in the mood for the in and out, yeah, I'll do doggy because I like that. So there's sometimes that I like that pulling sensation. Right. But again, that type of thing is a shit ton of lube. There's a lube bottle right by the knee. Whatever that is, there's lube constantly there immediately. We're not doing it where like it gets tacky. None of that shit. 
if it starts, you, you need to lube yourself because that's where most of the terror and the harm comes from. We've all had that moment, I think, where it's been that accident and you it's the most excruciating fucking thing because you're not ready for it <laughs> and it hurts and it's traumatizing. So we don't want to do that. Okay. So with so that's with penises, right? Right. If we're talking about toys for toys sake, that's up to you. Having a partner with a thicker cock can be really fucking challenging. And I don't give a fuck what you see on porns. Y'all know that they're <laughs> porns. These people are paid professionals having sex, right? Right. You don't look like them. You're not going to act like them. You're not going to sound like them. You shouldn't aspire to be like them. You should be, aspire to be your own porn star in your own porn movie and not give a fuck about anybody else and what you think it should look like. This is real deal. This is you game time going. Right. And sometimes, again, your body's like, no. So, you know, when that happens, you have to be vocal. And I don't care if it's 45 minutes in and I've had three fingers in my asshole and then he wants to put his dick in me. If he tries to put his dick in me and it's no, I'm like, nope, <laughs> sorry, not happening. Can't take it right now. And you have to trust that your partner is going to be like, cool, no worries. We're just going to keep going because I don't want to feel like a jerk. I don't want to feel shame around it. It's not my fault. I'm telling my asshole, I really want this. And my asshole's like, bitch, no. <laughs> so I not, can't imagine your, right? your asshole's is like having a protest. Fuck this shit. He's got his little picket sign. He's got a cigarette. He's got a purple beret. No. <laughs> Hell no. We won't go. Hell Whatever no. You won't like. go. <laughs> there you go. You're right. Jeez. Hell no. Man, you won't that's go. That's why I love you. <laughs> so then if we move into toys, toys are another great, like, early before penis entry or larger things entering in there. I really like to use on newbies. Um, they are like they're cone shaped. And then the other most important part about anything that you stick in your ass is what the end looks like. So again, ah, okay, we are talking women, your cervix, the wall that we run into. There's no, we're not getting past that. You're not losing a toy up there. It's not traveling any farther, right? Right. Your asshole is not that way. Your asshole is a greedy bitch. And if it gets something up there, it's going to suck it up into what? itself. Oh yeah. No. So we don't use toys that don't have tethers. We don't use toys that don't have ends that fit. And so by ends that fit, I'm talking about you're going to want to have a bulbous end to the actual part that's being inserted. And then it needs to go down into a skinny neck. And then it needs to have a doorstop at the end. So a large something that's going to keep that from your asshole eating it, right? Wow. They have different ones. They have the circle ones. I'm sure everybody's seen a butt plug, right? This is exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. So is a butt was... plug is a bulb. It's got a tiny neck and then it's got a flat end that your butthole sucks in and that end sits right against your anus. So I was with my aunt and my mother for a holiday. <laughs> and I love your family stories. I <laughs> know. So was, we were hanging out with uh, and somebody sent me a meme and it was from Facebook and it was a posting of this glass thing and it was put it out there to the world. Anybody know what this is? It was a posting on Facebook saying it was in my grandma's dresser and nobody knows what it was. She passed away. Oh we're trying to figure God. it out. And they oh were, my God. And I looked at it immediately go, that's a butt plug. And I questioned my aunt and my mother. What did you think it was? Because that's the question of the meme. I wish I could find it. We'd definitely put it online. And my mom goes, I don't know. I think that goes to a lamp. 
And my aunt goes, that's a decoration, isn't it? I just started cracking up. I walked out of the room. I'm like, no, it's not. None of you got it right. I'm leaving. (laughs) Definitely. It's butt plug. There was a whole slew of TikToks this year about glass Christmas tree decorations that look like butt plugs. The only thing I will tell you is they're not a butt plug because they don't have that end that I'm talking about. They don't have the base. The doorstop. The tree stand base that would be the stopper for your butthole. So that's how I always knew whether it was a butt plug. Because some of them were always like, holy shit, that could definitely be like a sex toy. Nay, nay. It does not have an end on it. It's not a safe toy to use as a butt sex toy. Not good. So going back to like beginners. So smaller. Oh, they have glass. They have metal. They have silicone for butt plugs. This is all up to you. I used to love my glass one. Really? My body's changed. I And it's a larger diameter. It's not crazy, but it's definitely like, oh, I have to be like, this is like a happy anniversary <laughs> present. <laughs> I have to really be in the mood for that one. But I That's have a bunch really- of smaller toys. I will tell you that most women want to do the bejeweled butt plug, right? Because it's pretty and it's got a jewel and it sits over your anus and it's so pretty, pretty. I will tell you practically, those motherfuckers hurt like a son of a bitch. They pinch. They pinch. If you look at them, they are flat metal. Yeah. Right? So flat metal with a lip of a quarter inch Uh with another then, right? Sitting up in that little area. You tell me right now, think about a flat thing and sit back on your asshole. It would pinch you. They pinch me. They pinch most people. Now they're pretty. Don't get me wrong. And I'm for them and I have them, but I don't wear those fuckers out. I don't wear them (laughs) as I'm trying to maybe train my asshole for a night of anal if I'm really feeling like it. Because I will. If I really want anal that night, I put in a butt plug and I walk around all fucking day. These metal ones, although hot and sexy, for most people are not good to sit. Like I wouldn't ask my partner to put one in and go out on a date with me, naughty. I would do a silicone one for that. Oh, They're rounder. They're softer. You've got that silicone there's no sharp edges, right? And they also come with jeweled ones. They're not as pretty, but they are pretty and they're just more practical. Glass is a lot like metal. There's not a lot of give to it. Again, you're looking at, if it's a round circular end, you're looking at a pinching thing. I have my favorite, yes. which was gifted to me by a dear friend from a birthday last year. Oh, A metal one that is weighted. So the head isn't very big, but it's very heavy. And the end after the neck is oblong shaped. Basically is very thin and it fits in your butt crack. Looks like a anchor. It's like an, yeah, yes. Like like the end of an anchor, but a softer, obviously not like a dagger anchor, but yes, like a softer anchor and it sits in your crease. And so I don't have the pinching because it goes along with my body. Oh, that makes sense. You can still pinch because it's a little thicker outwards than the other one would be. So if you were to shift fast on a chair that didn't have padding, like at any point, your asshole can be pinched. Even with the silicone ones, I don't want to lie, but there's less of a chance for me and my experience that I've had with silicone ones and the oblong ones. Um, So we were talking about, okay, we're talking about the sex toys for it. So if you want to kind of do some training around it, I actually don't suggest, although again, it's up to you and what you like. Some people don't like this version of sex toys, but it literally does look like a Christmas tree. It's that conical look. 
Okay. It has the thin neck. It's silicone and it has one of the anchor bases on it, but they're tiny. So what I like about that is the rounder butt plugs that you see look like an egg. So you've got this immediate pressure when you go to insert it and then you have to stretch super big and then your butthole grabs it at the end and it slides in, right? The conical ones get bigger as you go, just like a tree. So you can put in and take some time with the smaller parts, right? Okay. You can stretch out as you go in easier and take a lot longer time of quality time to getting that sphincter to relax to take it than the egg-shaped ones. The egg-shaped ones are, think about surface area, right? So you have, if you're looking at your finger, you start with this little teeny tiny point and then it gets more girthy from there, right? That's what I'm talking about with the Christmas tree is it's got a pointy end and then it gets more girthy towards the end. Now I can take my finger and go really slow with that until you can take my whole finger. With those eggs, it's an egg. So you've got so much surface And then you're stretching out your sphincter super, whatever that circumference is, diameter is, and then it's gone again. So that can be really jarring to people because it's an immediately fast and huge stretch and then your butthole has sucked it in. So you're going to have to experience with that. I always say that they sell them, they sell the conical ones, the Christmas tree-shaped ones, tree-shaped ones, I should stop saying Christmas, tree-shaped ones. Uh They sell them in sets. So I would play with those. If you really are serious about really wanting to enjoy anal and explore, you're not going to rush any of this stuff. You're going to want to take your time. And plus, it just shows you as the person that this is happening to because you can use these toys yourself and experiment yourself and learn your own body. Like they sell a pack of them that come in three sizes. So you can start with the little one. And if the little one isn't doing it for you, you could move up. But you know what I mean? It's always better to start small. It's like drugs. You can never take less drugs once you've taken them. You can only take more. So start small (laughs) and then go from there. Let's step in this slowly. Got it. Right. Right. I love it. I love it. Oh, wow. Oh, that hole's not hurting so much right now. (laughs) There are so many things to know about how to have really good anal. And you're never going to know if you don't take the time to make it a possibility that you'll ever even get there. Right? If you have a partner that you don't trust, if you've had an experience that's bad, like what you're saying, right, Sarah, for you, I would say, this is my advice. Go out and get some of those silicone ones. Learn your butthole. Do it to yourself so that you can advocate to your partner because you'll already have history with, I like this, I don't like this. Or you can say, here's my toy, please use it on me. And maybe you've experimented so much that you do like the in and out sensation, but you then get to have an active role too right, in the right. whole thing, which is another layer of good feelings around anal. So you're going to be able to say the things and then you're going to have a partner, preferably, <laughs> otherwise don't do it, that's going to be there for you, right? Okay. So any other real questions around any of that? No. I've always had the secret fantasy and it's the one fantasy I haven't that I've talked about, worked towards, but never done. You know, I got there, just haven't found the right person. I want to peg somebody. Okay. Let's talk about. Yeah. So I, I have done that. Well, I'm jealous. Don't say I have done that. I had a lover that taught me as, as actually a dom sub relationship. I was the sub and he basically did that to himself. So again, here's a gentleman that is secure in his manhood. He'd already had it done to him. He'd already experienced it with himself. He knew what he wanted. 
I was blindfolded, hogtied, and then had a strap on put on me. And then he wrote me. And then I had my blindfold ripped off. And I was like, this is like the hottest fucking thing. And I was, I have to be honest with you. I was like, oh my God, this is a lot for me. I didn't know that this was going to happen. And it was, it was a lot for me to take in for sure. Especially when I realized like, oh, that's what was strapped around me. And oh, I'm like fucking this guy right now. I yes. mean, he's, he's, he was on top. He did exactly as I said that I do on top riding me, but I, it was like, holy shit. It's like another <laughs> level of hot that I was not fucking prepared for. It was a shock. It was a shock to my system. I'd never really experienced anything like that before. Once we got comfortable, once I got comfortable, he started asking me to do these things for him. And so wow. everything that I told you is basically an experience that I had now. I was experienced and had it because I was also going through and being taught by my sex coaching about that. Also, Charlie Glickman is a well-known sex coach. I've heard his name at least in one podcast this week about anal. Um, He used to do the classes. He's the guy that did the anal class Uh for us at the sex club that we talked about. And these tips and techniques are from him. I listened and I was able to take that and transport that into that whole scenario. So Pegging is a whole other thing. And this is, again, because there's no sensation as a woman through the penis into the asshole. So we have, or whoever's doing this, not just women, whoever the cock bearer is. So we'll say cock bearer is I own a penis because I was, I have one. I was born with it or I had it made for me. Right. Skin is what I'm saying. Or cock bearer as like, I have a harness and I have a, a cock on it or a phallus or whatever you want to call it that you're comfortable with. Right. There's no sensation there for you. So it is very important as the pegger, uh-huh. a lot of communication. And to me, all of the steps that I have talked about need to happen before you insert. No matter what. Okay. I don't care if it's a girl that you're pegging. I don't care if it's a dude that you're pegging. All of these things, unless that person that is the peg E uh-huh. tells you otherwise, you as the peg er are the director. So a lot of communication, sexy communication. Oh, that was another thing that I forgot. Oh. If we're inserting more than one finger, I so apologize that I didn't go in order. But if we are inserting more than one finger, the second finger is going to be underneath, like we're crossing our fingers, uh-huh. it's going to be underneath the first one because we want right. that to be, again, we're talking surface area. We want that surface area to be smaller than wider. So if okay. you look and you put two fingers next to each other, that's a lot to stretch around. If you put like in a fingers crossed moment, do you see what I'm talking about? Yes, I do. How that surface area goes down. Also, it doesn't also stretch out wide and make you go bigger. It's just that one basic continual in. Oh, I could see how. So we're going to want to put our fingers. And even if we do three, we're going to want to do it again. You're going to want to make it the smallest impact point into going in. And then it will stretch out around your fingers. So always, if we're using more than one finger, we place those fingers underneath. Okay. There's a whole thing about fisting and all the things. I've done that too. But it's the same thing. If we're doing that, then eventually if we get a whole hand, we're still, unless they say fist to go in, which is I'm punching somebody in the face, fist, right. your fist is going to be like an Italian mama mia. <laughs> like a, all your fingers are pinched. They're in like a, I don't know, triangle shape. 
right? that's how we're going to insert in again we just it's easier to get in that way than to go flat across that's intense okay that's an escalated version right okay so yes. if we're pegging we're going to do the same thing again i still do not really advocate for numbing asshole things like really if it's numbing and it's not you don't know it's tearing you you can't feel it you are going to do a lot of damage that makes a sense. lot of damage I don't care how much lube you have. If you can't feel what's going on and you feel the pressure, which feels good because it's gotten past the point of what is numb and you're having an in and out and you're getting pounded because you can't feel anything. Right. How much damage can be done? A lot. Even in a minute, even in two minutes. Think about if you go through and this thing numbs you for half an hour and you're having this ass pounding sex and you get done. And the numbness wears off and you have not had lube because you couldn't feel it to ask for it. Your partner wasn't paying attention. Maybe you have torn internally. Maybe you've torn externally. These are all very possible things, even with lube, even with all the best of intentions. This is why it's also sacred, not just dirty. It's a lot to do it correctly. Right. right. So after you're done, lube, lube, lube. We're going to start with the penis head on your, like, whether you are freehanding with a dildo or if you have a harness on, we're going to start the same way. We're going to take that head of whatever it is, whatever you're using. I mean, fuck could be a tentacle for all I know. <laughs> make them that way. It could be a fist. It could be whatever. But we're going to start with that sensation of, because pegging's different. Also, pay attention to what you like. For men, I will tell you that men, if you are using your own penis, there is a level of hardness to which you have to maintain for this. We can't do soft cock in this. You know how much I love soft cock. I love my soft cocks. <laughs> Me too. But this is not that time. We have to maintain a level of hardness. The so flaccidness can cause a problem and have a bigger drag type of feeling okay. sensation. So you need to decide what type of phallus you want inside you. I don't appreciate hard vibrators in general. Okay. I don't like them. I don't like it in my pee. I don't like it in my asshole. I <laughs> like a softer dick. And I have toys that I can show that is a softer penis. It's very silicone-y and then the very jiggly, very almost like a stress ball type of okay. thing, like a silicone stress ball, not like a foam one, but it has a metal wire through it that you can actually oscillate or bend or move. Oh. So it, it does have a little amount of rigidness in it, but mostly it's just that soft, almost skin feeling, right? There's no like, it's not a hard, it's not like a, a thin layer of silicone and then hard underneath and the silicone right. is just like covering it. It's fully silicone and there's like this one Q-tip size metal rod going through the middle of it that is that keeps it firm, right? But right. some people might actually like a full silicone one. Some people might like a hard plastic one. Some people might prefer a glass one. The person that you're pegging, unless it's their first time, will tell you and guide you as to they probably already have the perfect one that goes in their asshole. Right. Like if That's you're into pegging, I... it's something that you've thought about. <laughs> Or you have, or you put in, I know that one of my lovers, he liked rigid. So he would put rigid in there while he's, yeah. I can milk him and play with his asshole. So I've done it. I've done the playing. I just putting that harness and that control and, and being able to feel fuck the somebody to okay. fuck them. Yeah. That's, it's always been on my mind. I know. So there are fun ones depending on what you get. I wouldn't start with a whole harness or anything because mm -hmm. I'm going to advocate to go for a more expensive harness. They have those ones that are like a full penis and then it's got a, like a U-shaped 
And then it's got a bulb and you can put it in your vagina. Yeah, it's called a it's called a strapless strap on. Yeah, those yeah. Those are bullshit. I'm gonna tell you, most of us are gonna tell you that they're bullshit. (laughs) There's no Kegel alive that keeps those things in. And you're gonna do a lot of like underholding and from your back. And then you're going to be distracted because you're trying to hold it in while trying to fuck somebody. And that goes for vagina owners too. Those things are, they're hot in theory. They're not hot in practicality. They're not great. (laughs) So if you're going to go pegging, I'm going to say, go talk to a sex toy person. When I go to a restaurant, I look at a waiter or I look at a bar member and I go, what's something that I shouldn't miss here? I don't care if I saw duck confit on the menu. If he tells me it's the nachos. I'm getting the nachos because they work there. They know. So when, know, in, the, to- when in the freaking porn stores, ask the questions. That's what they're there for. And they, it's like a weed store too. You go in and talk to the bed tenders. They know. <laughs> so your sex store workers are still going to have that information. Right. Really, if you're going to get a harness, it needs to be of good quality because as the thruster, this uh-huh. harness is going around you and you're going to get chafing points. Oh, that's it right. It cause you problems. So we really want to get kind of fitted and figure out what we like. And then we have to choose the phallus that goes along with that. So you need to know whether you like a rigid thing, whether you like a glass thing. And I don't know if glass works as pegging in a harness. I'm sure they make them out there. It's probably, I don't know. Again, ask a professional. Don't ask me. I'm not a professional sex toy person. (laughs) I use them all the time. I know what works for me. I advocate that way. So you're going to want to find a penis that works in that. And I'm telling you, you dudes out there with the big hamacondas, you dudes out there with big, huge, fat cocks, you're not going to get anal as much as a man that has an average, nicer cock. I agree. Yeah, I had quite a few lovers in the past that were pretty big dicks, and they always tried to talk me into anal. And because of my trauma, I would always say, no, I can't. That's exit only. Severe tire damage. We're also oh, not done with pegging. Oh, so oh, yes, pegging. with pegging, lots of lube. Same. I mean, it, it, we basically yes. are. I just didn't want to continue on and not finish that conversation. So okay, we're going to choose good. the penis that's right for the butthole or the yes. phallus that's right for the butthole or the octopus tentacle that's right for the butthole, whatever that is, we're going to do that. Lots of communication as the person that's giving it to right. the give E, lots of communication, lots of sensory like running our hands over, even generally, I have found with the pegging as harnessed and harnessed to me, my specifications, Right, it's not the same. It's not attached. So there's way more movement with the harness than mm-hmm. there is with an attached penis, right? Right, right, Now, right. attached penises, yeah, they can do the whirly bird for sure. <laughs> but there's not that pulling away from the body where you kind of lose that control, where harnesses, no matter what, they're not connected to us. Right. So there's right. a lot of communication, a lot of sensory stuff. So there is times where you have to, you're paying attention, you're looking down, you're watching that asshole, you're watching it take it and you're watching it come out if that's what they want. We're rubbing a buttocks or we're dragging our fingernails up a thigh. We're talking, what do they want? Do they want right. dirty talk? Are you the dom in this situation? And hey, little boy, how's this feel? Or hey, daddy, how's this feel? Am I fucking you the way you want that conversation is? Maybe we're dragging nails up the back. Maybe they want a smack on the ass. We're asking all these things. We're having the conversation first before we ever have anal sex around the ideas of what we think is hot first so that when we find ourselves in this situation, we have that bank of memory and we go, ooh, they said they want spankings. So we're going to try that out. But before we do that, we're going to say, you told me you wanted to spank. 
you want a spanking right now? We're going to check in. We're going to check in as the pegger a lot because again, we have no sex organ in this game. We have no fingers in this game. We have no sensations in this game other than the harness hitting whatever. Now you could have a toy in. I've had that done too, where I had a toy in my, up in my vaginal canal while I was wearing the harness and while I was pegging. So it's not that the person doing it can't have pleasure, but it's not about you. Okay. It is about your partner. It is about the person taking the anal. It is always first and foremost, that is about them. You get a little of you as you can do, but should never be your goal to come. If you're a cock bearer, shouldn't be your goal to come. It should be your goal to pleasure your partner, right? Because sometimes that just doesn't happen. (laughs) Again, it's just sexy checking in. And then on top of that, there's the whole reach around thing that you get to do. The milking, the milking. Yes. That's sexy. But again, it's all like tentative touch. It's asking and checking in. It's sexy to do that. Again, you don't want your partner's mind to go into management mode. And trust me, dudes have the same question about, is this going to be a shitty situation? (laughs) So as a female giving a guy pegging, I'm going to have everything around me that is going to make them not worry about that. So if that's a warm washcloth that I get to just kind of get in there and get done and get some more lube on there, if it's putting them on their back on a black towel or a pad or whatever, it is whatever that person that is taking it, this is their time. This is their day. And it's the understanding of I might be fucking a guy, pegging a guy for five minutes and all of a sudden his asshole's like, okay, I'm done. And you're done. And that goes for the cock-bearing dudes that are giving anal too. Just because you've done all this stuff and you've been, you're in and they're having a great time, whether that is just them rocking back and grinding on your cock, whether that's you being able to do the in and out game, the minute your body's done taking anal, it's fucking done taking anal. And it doesn't, it does not give a shit whether you want to be done or not. Keep saying give a shit and all this stuff. So I guess we're (laughs) keeping it within the anal conversation. Shit shit happens when you're Shit happens. And you got to just understand that shit happens. (gasps) Another thing I like to do though, I forgot, like part of the pre, what do you call it? Pre-funking or like tailgating? We'll we'll call it tailgating. Part of the tailgating. Okay. I love this for us. Part of the tailgating, which is the foreplay of getting into anal, right, can be take a shower together. Yes. Wash each other. Okay. Wash each other's buttholes. What? Or, you know, I mean, most dudes <laughs> are uneducated and they don't understand that their G-spot is between the two biggest hams of their fucking body and it's in their asshole and they're probably never going to be cool enough. My hope is that every man understands that it can also be done to you in a very good way but don't knock it till you try it. Like you just don't know. And if it's done right, and we have women that are listening to this, you do the same way that you would want done to you, then you too can have a good one. But if you were, if it's just you taking the anal, have your partner wash your bubble. Mm, I'll start in the shower. Then you know it's clean, right? You're both there. You know it's clean. Okay. Takes the kind of grossness out of like, is it going to smell? Is it going to do this? It takes that aspect out. And then you're already in the mood because your hot, hot water is always good for relaxing into your body. So healing, so cathartic. You have your partner that's already playing with you in the shower. Maybe you knock one out before you go. It's just, I'm always going to say, I would always prefer for myself to have an orgasm before I have anal, period. I don't care what orgasm that is, whether it's oral, whether it's fingers, whether it's penis, whether it's toy, I don't care. 
the act of having an orgasm is super helpful to you actually having successful anal just because of all of those endorphins that are released in your body and you're relaxing and all of the things. So that would be my suggestion. Even with dudes, I'll get in there and fucking wash you, daddy. You get in there, you dirty little boy. I'll do it. I'll give a shit. Are you getting turned on? (laughs) I am. I think I'm a little Uh, bloody. Oh, I love it. Hard nipples talking about this the whole entire time. So again, just be willing when your partner is okay. Like this was really hot for me, but it hurts now. Like you're done and we're not shaming. Good job. You took that so well. Oh my God. I can't wait to do this again with you. Thank you for advocating for yourself. I'm so proud of you. Like we're just building yumminess. We're not building shame. We're not building trust issues. We're telling them, thank you for allowing us to do this in your most of no, no dirty holes. Right? Nice. So that's my advice. An attempt at successful anal. Is, that's me. Nice. I love it. I'm excited. I'm going to do it this year. I'm going to find up somebody to peg and I'm going to give myself my own orgasm in my ass. That's I would love moment. that. There's to me, fuck you stuff my vagina full of something like a big meaty cock and then fucking have toy. So that's the other thing. Like I really, you can have like baby anal with toy. So right. in this scenario, it'd be one of the egg shaped butt plugs. But I uh-huh. like having a dick in my vagina and then having one of my rounded butt plugs in my ass and just having my partner just pull it, pulse it, pull, wow. tug, tug, tug. Sometimes it's nice to have like a, I'm going to pull it almost halfway out because my it's a whole nother sensation and your asshole stretches and you're like, <gasps> and then it goes <laughs> back down. But see, I like pain play. So there's a difference. A lot of people don't. But if you can get that egg in there and then you can just like, like you're tapping with your finger on a glass. Just that motion of pulling it back and forth. You're not trying to pull it all the way out. You're just literally applying that pressure. Okay. While my vagina stuff, like, oh my God, can't even. (laughs) Fucking delicioso. I love it. Oh. (laughs) All right. Well, I think we've learned a lot. Recapping. It's lube, lube, lube. Most important thing when doing anal. Mental game. Mental game, too. Mental. Most important. Lube, number two. For sure. Number two. All yes. right. Oh, so. and there's my pun for the day. <laughs> <laughs> for number two. Ah. All right. I love it. All right. So well, recap for me, Sarah. Tell me what I taught you today. We're going to get mentally prepared. We're going to get calm, get comfortable in our body. We're going to maybe have an orgasm or two for ourselves while we are preparing to lube it all up. Lube, lube, lube. Relax it. We're going to massage the outside with two thumbs. Until massage, what? Until it starts to pucker and allows yes. me to penetrate it. And then mm-hmm. we're going to... You skipped a step. Oh, what We're not penetrating yet. After we're okay. massaging, we're knuckle. Knuckle. That's right. Knuckle, okay. knuckle, knuckle. Right in the no-no hole. We want to get that that actual sphincter hole kind of used to pressure pushing in. Right? Okay. Okay. And then we go, then we lube up some more, make sure we're always lubing, then we penetrate. To the and for one. women with nails, what can we do? Gloves with cotton balls in the tips. And then lube on the glove, right? And lube, yeah. lube, lube, right. Okay. And when we get to the second finger, the son of a bitch, we ask them to bear down or me if I'm doing If you are. So what you got to remember, so we're going to go in really slow and we're going to also kind of do that circular motion as we're going in, right? So we're doing like half inches, little thrusts of pushing our finger all the way in. If our goal is to get all the way to the knuckle that is by our palm of our hand. Okay. So remember, we're going to push in, 
We're going to just stay there. We're going to take our time, kind of ring around the rosy with our finger, north, east, southwest, stretches <laughs> out that sphincter, right? Right. When we get to the second one, if you're having trouble getting past that, but your partner is still into it, yes, you are correct. Okay. We're going to have our partner bear down like they're trying to poop. And I know mm-hmm. it's counterintuitive and scary, <laughs> but that you're is what we're going to do. Muscles, you're letting the muscles release. Yeah, I, I, heard, I heard another technique the, about that particular thing. If you have them grip it really hard, like if they're not, if they can't do the bear until they get tired. It, until it gets it, at about thirty seconds, the muscle gets tired. Yes, I yes, heard I'm that, so and I, glad you brought that up. You I, are not wrong. Oh, yes. so same thing, type of thing, where if you get in through that second sphincter and uh-huh. you're still having really hard time progressing forward, but they're still enjoying it. You can have them squeeze, squeeze, bear down, just squeezing with all your might. Right. What happens is eventually that muscle will get so tired, that sphincter will get so tired, it'll just kind of collapse on itself, right? All right. Sometimes, and I feel like it could happen within a minute. I don't think it takes much longer than a minute for that sphincter muscle to get tired and collapse in on itself. So yeah, you're not wrong. I'm very proud of you for knowing that. Yeah. Yeah. Along with, or the bear down or the squeeze. But if they're squeezing, we're not pushing forward. Right. We're just letting them. Squeezing is that, yes, we're staying right where we're at. They're squeezing around whatever's in their asshole until they tell you, okay, I can't do this anymore. Right. The pushing out is if you are still trying to insert in. So that's helping you to still move in that forward motion. Good no. Squeezing to relax the muscle is stationary. So yeah. All right. All right. So then. I love that. I love that you had that little tidbit. My anal tidbit. <laughs> oh wait, T- tidbit. Get it? <laughs> there you go. No <laughs> just a tip. Sorry. <laughs> Sometimes it's going to be just the tip. That's all we can handle, and right. that's okay. <laughs> right. I appreciate this knowledge. I'm. That's my goal this year. I'm going to peg somebody, and I'm going to enjoy an anal orgasm this year with myself. Well, I'm here to coach along the way. Yes, it will be fun. Maybe I'll video it. We'll see. (laughs) Oh, my God. That'd be awesome. So back out there again. You're right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that was really knowledgeable. I know that we'll probably revisit this and maybe add on to it later and talk about different types of toys. I do appreciate the knowledge and I'll put some reference points up there about the toys that you mentioned today. That's for sure. We can have some pictures up there for sure. So people can definitely visualize what I'm talking about. Here's another attempt for people. Like if you don't understand, or if you want more information, please email us. Yes. You know, at orgasmicterrorist at gmail.com. Ask the questions. If you have tips and tricks, please send those too. We are really starting to get a lot of feedback from people and it's a joy. So what I... Also, just to put that out there, Sarah, you and I were talking like, I would love to have people write in questions yes, about or techniques or something. Or tell us a story. Tell us your story and then maybe ask a question or two or not. I definitely get it out there. I've already got a couple of stories. Some people have told me that we'll work into this and turn some questions out of that. I love I know that. that we're building on, especially after the online dating one was like a really fun one out there. All right. I'm excited now. Maybe a little turned on over here. I may have to go be by myself for a little bit. So can I plug us really quick? Oh, there's my other ah, fucking pun. Plug. Can uh, yes, I plug please. us before we go? I want to yes, remind yes. people to where can they find us at, Sarah? They can find us at 
orgasmicterrace.com. They can find us on the Facebook. It's easier if you want to find us on Facebook, go to our website and go in through there. And we are trying to start a, a question thread or comments or what little bloggish, so, little bloggish yeah. stuff on there. Okay, and good. We'll go where, else, there. where can they hear us at? They can hear us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Perfect. Um, yes. So there, because we need to start plugging ourselves. Yes, we do. We do. <laughs> um, One way or another, it's an all anal, all anal I, plug- it, podcast. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I got a couple of friends that are really excited about to hear this, so I want to get their feedback in because I told them we were doing that. So we'll see. Good. I hope that they enjoy it. And again, if you guys have tips and tricks or or some techniques, like definitely we're not end all be all here. I'm telling you off of the things that I've learned experientially being sex coach training and then like the sex classes that I've taken. So if you are an anal whore and you have like umami little yumminess to share I am down. I'm always looking for ways to have better anal because I fucking love it. <laughs> and, Period. And I would like to get there. So let's see what I can do this year. Beautiful. All right. With that said, let's go tell everybody, go be good humans. Go be good humans, everybody. Hi, guys. Thanks for listening and supporting our podcast. You can listen to us on Spotify and iTunes and, of course, on our website at orgasmictourist.com. Please don't forget to help us out by sharing our podcast and leaving a five-star review. As always, you can send us an email with your questions and comments to orgasmictourist at gmail.com.